Thanks for joining us for On The Pace this Wednesday morning. Brittany Graham with you for this morning's edition. And we had a busy day of harness racing in New South Wales yesterday that we'll quickly look back on before we look forward to tonight. Menangle hosted their regular Tuesday afternoon slot and Jack Callaghan continued on what has been a super few weeks for him. He drove a treble and in doing so, clocked his 100th winner for this season. So now sitting quite firmly in that fifth position when it comes to the state driving premiership and he is having a super super time of it so congratulations to jack and blake jones much the same can be said for him he's enjoying a really successful period in terms of last night at albury he was able to win four of the six races so he was quite dominant there tonight at bathurst we have eight races the first gets underway at 5 30 and if you're looking for a lead there at bathurst tonight amanda turnbull she's just got the six drives in the eight races, but they are all currently tab favourites. So she looks set to have another really successful night at the office there at Bathurst this evening. Thought we'd have a bit of a chat to Rod Woodhouse this morning for On The Pace. Of course, we normally discuss what's happening on the track when it comes to uh, the racing but another super important part of our industry is the breeding industry and it's having its probably busiest time it's safe to say of the year of course we have the, the yearling sales which are always very busy as well but it's breeding season and the broodmares have started to already fall down this year and now those broodmare owners and breeders have a decision to make on where they send their mares this year and there's so many great options and Yuribi Pacing Stud has a super range of stallions this season standing and Rod Woodhouse is the owner and manager of Yuribi Pacing Stud and he's been good enough to join us this morning for a quick chat about the upcoming few months. Thanks for your time Rod, how are you? Yeah, good Brittany, yep, ready to go. I'm sure it's a pretty busy time of year for you guys and the build-up is always, uh, you know, you're looking forward to, probably nervously excited about what's to come. How has the last month or so been? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, we've, had, we've had a terrific season down here feed-wise um, and the mares are falling down nicely. So um, at, at the moment, fingers crossed, it keeps going that way. Excellent news. COVID has been a challenge for everybody, but I would imagine it would be quite challenging for your team when it comes to transporting semen and also, of course, being you know based in New South Wales. Probably nothing's overly easy at the moment. So how have you met those little hurdles? Yeah, look, uh, we're actually pretty lucky. Um, we have Lorraine Barnes that comes through. We're, we're able to get our semen. We collect just before she gets here. And she runs it through the Bathurst uh, Park, Dubbo, up that way. So we're getting the semen to the people within probably four to five hours of collection. So, And then she comes back the next day and goes to Victoria. So we collect the stands the next day to go. So we're actually collecting six days a week now. But the big, the big thing is you've got to get fresh semen to people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. How does it all work with transporting further afield, you know, interstates yeah. to, say, Queensland and, and WA and the like, if those orders are to come through? Yeah, well, what we normally do is uh, Lorraine will take it back to Melbourne and then put it on a flight to, say, Brisbane or Perth or Adelaide or wherever. She's actually doing that tomorrow for us. It's time to go right. to Perth. Yeah, so that's it's actually, we're probably pretty lucky, you know, that we've got someone like Lorraine. Yeah, job. absolutely. Yeah, she is certainly very, very valuable to all uh, that she works with. In terms of our New South Wales-based listeners, are there some important days of the week that they need to scribble down if they're, 
to get in touch with you guys to, to go to a stallion? Are there specific days? I know that you said that you're collecting six days a week, but what are the dates and times that they need to be aware of? Uh, we For New South Wales, we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and we've got to have it in by, just let me check, 2 o'clock, isn't it? 2 o'clock, yep. Um, and then we collect, we've had the stands there, and Lorraine usually picks it up about 4 or 5 o'clock, and away it goes. Excellent. Alrighty, two o'clock is the all important yeah. time. Let's have a chat about a few of the stallions. I believe you're standing eight this year. Yeah, we've got uh, five finals and three uh, from the US. So uh, yeah, we're pretty predominantly uh, colonial stallions here. Yeah, and there's so many great, I guess, benefits to going to a colonial stallion. Let's have a chat about one of them in, in Tiger Tara that everybody would know. A great crew to get a stallion of his calibre to stand at the farm. How's he settled in? Yeah, look, he's, he's a per- perfect gentleman. He's um, a lovely horse to do anything with, um, a great-looking horse, and, you know, he was a great horse from what he's... Well, he was actually three-year-old cold of the year in New Zealand, so he's been a, a great horse right through. Won the Inter-Dominion, um, Victoria Cup, Hunter Cup, you know, uh, he had a stellar career. And, you know, he's got really, really good semen, which is important. Yeah, it certainly is. One thing we see from many of those US stallions is that they race at two and three, and then they're generally retired fairly early. But the longevity of Tiger Tara's career is something to be uh, pretty astounded by. What's his popularity been like? Of course, this isn't his first season. He's got a few foals on the ground, and I believe rising two-year-olds. So how has he been, uh, I guess, taken on by the harness racing community? Yeah, no, he's pretty well received. Um, up here, we don't, um, because he stands at three and a half thousand, we, we tend to, the people around here tend to just don't book too far in advance. They sort of ring you up and say, we'll be there later on this afternoon. So it's hard to get a gauge on it, but at the moment, we're, we're quite happy with the, the response we've got from him. Excellent stuff. And Fear the Dragon is a horse that has really created some serious impact in, well, just firstly, his yearling prices last year. You must have been incredibly proud of the product that you're able to turn out from your own yearlings in particular, but everybody was just seemingly in, really just wanted to get involved with the Fear the Dragon. He was so popular at the sales last year. Yeah, like we, we can uh, do a good job of presenting them, but um, if you haven't got the product there to, to work on, you can't do it. He has an unbelievably great-looking foal. Um, we've got one going to the sales this year that I, you know, I think it'll be a six-figure colt. Um, just they're just outstanding types. Um, and, and over in the states, I think he's already got 34 two-year-old winners. So he's doing a great job. And you know, he's more of an older horse. Like I think he, his best time was when he was a three-year-old. And he's a great outcross for everybody. So yeah, he's he's. Uh, we had to. Um, Get, get America to send us out some more semen because we're, we're running low on it. So um, the shipments actually come in the other day, so we've got enough for another 100 mares. So I think, you'll, I think you'll get a full book this year. Yes, well, that is always a good sign. And I think an important thing that you just mentioned is the fact that he's an outcross. There's so many betters delight, Christian Cullen mares. You know, he's yeah. being by Dragon again. He basically suits the majority of mares down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, he does. I'm a big, uh, big supporter of the outcross. I think you know we, we don't we don't box ourselves into a corner breeding wise if you keep producing outcross stands. 
and looking forward to seeing what he can do and we'll have no doubt a few two-year-olds hitting the track in uh, the early uh, part of next year which will be a great indicator but he's standing at a fee there of four and a half thousand dollars so he is very very um, I think in terms of price, well-priced. Tintin in America, what about this bloke? Ah. What a what an amazing season he's had. He is so, so underrated. He, If he had US next to his name, I'm pretty sure things would be very, very different for him because be, his results are just outstanding. He'd be booked out. And actually, now that you've said that, one of you, uh, your dad's mares, Lura, just had a beautiful cold bowl by, um, by Tintin. So that makes beautiful. the same bloodline as Chartin, so... Absolutely. I know that she sort of put him on the map, so to speak, and having a Dan Patch US Horse of the Year will do that for you. But before she went up to North America, it would be surprising if anybody had heard of Tintin in America up there. So what sort of response had did you see off the back of her? And now with this season's two-year-olds, you've got a Group 1 winner in Teddy Disco, several other really nice types, a trotting feature winner. He's so versatile. Yeah, yeah he is. Look, um, he's a horse that uh, just had unbelievable point-to-point speed. Uh, anyone that watched him race will tell you that. that uh, yeah, it was just he was just a, an awesome horse. He just sort of, he was unlucky that he broke down as a four-year-old. He went saw in his back fetlock and they had to retire him. Um, he had a couple of seasons over in New Zealand and he wasn't overly popular so that's when the opportunity came for us to grab him. We've um, we've got him here now and he's serving good books of there so hopefully um, he'll just go from strength to strength. You know, he should do. He, he deserves it. Yeah, he certainly does. And the bigger the books, the more results you'll see. And it's a bit of a snowball thereafter. We can't discuss them all, but the other stallions that you have there, of course, Lenny the Shark needs no introduction and Inter Dominion winner in his own right. Why are we needies doing a great job as well? Uncle Shank won again at Albion Park yesterday, yeah. an impressive time. Lombo Pocket Watch, he's there and he'll never be forgotten. You can't forget that bloke. And Renaissance Man and Million Dollar Cam as well. So, as you mentioned, a great cross-section. And when you look at the service fees, they're all so affordable, nothing over $4,500. So it's a great way to breed, and the majority of them are colonial as well and will come with those benefits also. Yeah. What we did actually last year with COVID, we reduced, like, for instance, um, Tintin was uh, 3000 We reduced him down to 2100 and uh, while we need he was four thousand we reduced him down to twenty eight. Just trying to keep everybody in the game. I think it's important that we don't lose anyone out of the game or as few people as we can. So we're doing everything we can to keep people breeding. Excellent. If you have a brew mare sitting there in your paddock that you're wondering, do I breed this year? I'd probably don't think there's a better time to breed than now with all of the incentives that are uh, on the board make sure you give rod a call and his team to have a chat about which of their stallions would suit best quickly i know that you're very busy out there but i just wanted to ask you about a runner that you have on friday at wagga in mainland magic couldn't be much better bred than this girl out of the great mainland banner by where are we needy what can we expect from her at her second start on friday oh i think you'll she'll be very hard to beat i think um, I've also got her two-year-old brother, full brother. Um, he's called Bully Born. I've, I've got a big opinion of him. He, he's had uh, two starts for a first and a third. Uh, he only just got beaten a short half and a neck. So, yeah, look, I really... I love the needies, but, um, yeah, so I think you know, she's going to be 
two wheel mantle goes through a grade, it's pretty easy, I think. Okay, we'll watch her with interest on Friday, race one, number seven, Mainland Magic. Appreciate your time this morning, Rod. Best of luck over the next few months, and no doubt we'll be seeing you at the yearling sales early next year. Thanks, Brittany. Rod Woodhouse there this morning, the owner of Yurubi Pacing Stud. And make sure you check out their website, yurubi.com.au, if you're wanting uh, to have a look at the stallions that they have on offer. But when you look at the service fees, Tintin America for $2,100. He produced a Group 1 winner already this season and the greatest potentially mare ever to be bred down here in the Southern Hemisphere and Chartin as well. So plenty of options there and it is such an awesome feeling to be involved in breeding and the whole process that goes with it as well. Best of luck if you're having a bet tonight at Bathurst. As I mentioned eight races on the card. Amanda Turnbull aboard six favourite. She's certainly the driver that you want to follow. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 10.30 to discuss Thursday night's Penrith meeting here on On The Pace.